in today's show. We're recapping all of the action Tuesday in the NBA, including an update on Michael Porter Jr., Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Only five games on Tuesday. We're going to talk about all of those and a little bit of a news update. The show won't be as long as usual. Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> um, Michael Porter Jr., a setback with his back injury. It's obviously not great for him, the Nuggets, his career. They haven't made a decision on whether he's shutting down for the season, but there's six games left in the regular season. There's, what, 10 days, or not 10, 12 days left in the regular season. Uh, yeah, there is no way he is playing in the regular season. This is why, well, actually, it's not why I didn't like him as an as a, when people were picking him up. It was because I just didn't think that he would actually come back in time, or that I thought that he would contribute enough. I didn't think he'd have a setback because it would be insane for me to go. Ah, he's definitely gonna have a setback. But it's the risk that you take with these situations, and as I said, the vast, vast majority of the time, it does not work out. So if you are holding on to Michael Porter Jr., basketball-related part of it aside, drop him. We hope he can get this right, but this has obviously been a shit season for him and really casts a lot of doubt onto where things go for him. We don't know the nature of the setback. We don't know how significant it is. They said it was, or actually they said it was minor, but anything that's involving his back and in the rehab process and trying to get back on the court, that's a setback. It's not good. They said, oh, maybe, remember there was that report, oh, maybe in March? March is done. Like, it's not happening. So I don't, I don't know, would they put him in underdone completely in a playoff series? You have to be pretty doubtful about that. But again, for our perspective in fantasy, he's, he's been a drop the whole time. But I know people added him, but surely this is the the move to get rid of him now. For the Lakers, they play, we'll talk about them a little bit later, but Lake, uh, they play without LeBron and Davis today. And they will almost certainly be without both of those guys on Thursday. Anthony Davis is targeting his return Friday, maybe Sunday. LeBron is doubtful for Thursday with his ankle problems. So they both could come back on Friday. It's, I guess it's conceivable they both come back on Sunday as well. And when we talked again about the Paul George or Anthony Davis ad a couple of days ago, it said it was felt safer to add George. It was upper body injury. It seemed like he was going to play, whereas Davis, you might get one game out of him. You might get two out of Davis. I would expect limited minutes in two games. It might be one. Uh, it makes it tough, doesn't it, to to have him here with five days left in the week and you might get one game? Maybe. It's hard to leave him on the wire, but it, it is tough. And then Evan Mobley, uh, the, the answer to the question, what do I do with Mobley? It's, I don't think it's really straightforward. He's been ruled out of Wednesday. That's all we know at this point. There is reports that he's having an MRI on his ankle today, but we don't have those results yet. So at this point, there's at least three games that you get 
out of um, out of Mobley. Sorry, at most three games you get more out of him. If he misses, if he misses the Thursday game, I would expect he misses one of the Saturday Sunday games as well. So the three would quickly go to one, I would believe. Which makes it really, really iffy, doesn't it? I don't think there's any way he misses Wednesday, Thursday, then plays Saturday, Sunday. Is what I'm trying to say. Like, you know, you've missed half a week with an ankle sprain. Come back and play a back-to-back. I don't think that'd be the case. So, I'd like to wait. I'd like to hold as much as possible. Again, it's 11 games Wednesday. You probably don't need to drop him to get someone in for Wednesday. You can find a little bit more information and maybe get that word on Thursday. But if he is out Thursday, and if we get that word early enough, I doubt he plays Saturday, and then that would be a drop to me in that case. But I'd like to hold it just a little bit more, um, just so we get that clarification, because with the 11 games Wednesday, we're probably not in as much of a rush to drop him to get someone else into that spot. That would be my guess. But again, you know your team better than I do. I also know prize picks. I'm not going to say I know it better than you, but I'm here to tell you about it. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You love the NBA, you love fantasy, so why wouldn't you love Price Picks? In fact, it's not even a question, you easily would. Price Picks, it's very simple. It makes it easy. Instead of going in trying to fit players into different formats and all that sort of stuff, you pick a player, they've got a number. Over, under points, over, under rebounds, over, under assists, whatever it is, you just pick it and go over, under. Simple as that. Get two to five players, put them together in the lineup, you can win up to 10 times your entry fee. Entries are fast, 60 seconds, that's it. Easy to do, and withdrawals are secure and painless as well. It doesn't just have to be basketball. You can actually combine multiple sports into one entry as well, whether that's baseball or football or college basketball, whatever it is. Stick them all together and win big, hopefully, if you get it right. And for a limited time, PricePix has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for everyone listening to this show. If a player on your first PricePix entry scores a single point, don't use Tony Snell, you get 50 bucks for free. But that's only if you use the code NBA. Right, that's that right. That's right. It's an exclusive offer for all listeners of this podcast. Sign up today and use the code NBA. 50 bucks for free if a player in your first Price Picks entry scores a single point. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. So let's go into the first of these five games. The Chicago Bulls, it, they looked in trouble early in this one against the Wizards, but they get a much-needed victory, pulling ahead to win 107-94, the final score few interesting things in this one. It was a pretty quiet start to the game for DeMar DeRozan, but he roared home to finish with 32-7-4. He took 27 shots, which is a lot, and 7-7 from the line. 51 fantasy points. Vooch was the opposite. He started out absolutely on fire. It's Vooch. It's big Vooch. Vooch. I think he had like 15 points in the first eight minutes. He ends with 27-5-4, just couldn't pull in a rebound to save his life, apparently, and attempted one free throw, as he basically always does. Levine struggled, couldn't hit shots from the field, 14-4-1, 40%, no steals, no blocks, and 67 from the line. A real stink bomb from Levine. It was a back-to-back, he's dealing with a knee issue. He's had a few turds lately, Zach, and he's dropped now outside the top 35 for the season. Dasunmu was bad also, four points with six assists, but I guess if you have Dasunmu... You were doing it for assists, and you got it. The same with Caruso. If you had Caruso, you're doing it for assists and steals. And he had four steal, four assists and three steals. The problem is, is he had two points and three rebounds, and Dasunmu had four and one, like shithouse in those other areas. But the reason we had the Bulls players, which you wouldn't have considered Dasunmu 
or White, or even probably Caruso in a normal day-by-day basis, but they had four quality games, and you'd use them all four times. And they sort of did what you wanted, assists and then assist steals. That's what they bring. Pat Williams was better, but he's still not a good fantasy guy. Six and seven with a steal, and White had uh, nine, four, and five. Five assists are really nice from um, from Kobe White. A surprise, to be sure, but a welcome one. And he played minutes over Desunmu. Two more quality games, I guess you could consider, but I wouldn't be you know, massively into it. For the Wizards, Kuzma's going to be out. It looks like a bit of time here. I don't think he comes back. So I do like what Denny Avdi is doing. 14 and 8, two threes, a steal and a block, 60% shooting. Numbers are coming up for him, 32 fantasy points here. He's looking um, solid enough. The risk is minutes, and the risk is the return of Kuzma. But he's playing well. And yesterday, I said Rui Hachimura has been bad. Because he was. Today, he shot the absolute lights out. But it's also an illustration of why he's not a good fantasy player. 21 points on 80%. That's great. Four rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks. Shout out to Marvin Bagley. That is the problem with Hachimura. It requires high usage and insane efficiency to even register something that looks good. Because he doesn't do anything else. Nothing else. And we know there is zero chance of that level of shooting continuing. Now, at least he provided it. Where in the past, he hasn't even done that this season. Um, the minutes and the volume are there. He just hasn't delivered really on it at all until today. But if you are looking for points with Kuzma out, maybe. Sadoransky, assists and steals. 10 assists, one steal. Three points. While Hal Neto played 46 garbage time minutes. That's cool. And Dan Gafford really struggled. Couldn't hit shots, didn't block shots. Really poor from him. Porzingis. Imagine talking about Christos Porzingis. Well, he's going to be the bloke who's really rolling for me fantasy playoffs. Porzingis. 14, 10, and 5 with three blocks. This wasn't even his best night, but he's top 25 over the last two weeks. He's not missing time. It's pretty crazy. Again, we, we all think we know everything about, nah, you can't trust Porzingis, mate. It kills you. He's going to get shut down. And even I thought, hey, why are they going to play him? I, th- I thought that. I thought there's no reason with him with a bone bruise on his knee, with troublesome knees, they're going nowhere. Uh, he probably should sit out for his own health. But here we are. I don't know how it's happening, but here we are. Kispert stunk 10 points on 10 shots with a rebound and assist. All he's all he can do really is be a points and threes guy. He did have some weird defensive games last game, or last week, but yeah, we don't trust that. And Ish Smith had two blocks with four assists. He's a nice defensive stat and assist streamer, but that really is about it for Ish. This next game was a cracker. Absolute cracker. As the Bucks beat the Sixers 118-116. Giannis was just... He, he was insane, really. Giannis and Tocotomatu. 40 and 14. Six assists, one steal, three blocks, including the game winner. 67 from the field, 70% from the line. He's the 10th ranked player in category leagues this year. He had 75 fantasy points. He's unbelievable. Drew was great, 18, 8, and 10, and Middleton had 22, 9, and 7. Just big numbers from their big stars. Also, it was good to see a Brook Lopez play 29 minutes. Now, the line's not awesome. It's, again, it's a blue ballser. You look at it, and you go, 17 points with four threes, let's go. And then he Hachimura his way to three rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks. And Brook, despite playing pretty well, he's still 190th in the last two weeks. Like, I think he's still wanting one on a 12-team roster, but he's not really a difference maker. Oh, Bobby Portis. Get that garbage out of here! 14 minutes, three points. This is a shit matchup for him. Remember, though, I need you to remember this about Bobby Portis. 
He was DMP'd in the playoffs. He did not play because of his defense sucking. He had a really red-hot regular season at times, but he got DMP'd. And this was almost a functional DMP here. You can drop him for better options. They also switched up the starters. Wes Matthews started over Grayson Allen. Didn't really matter. They played 25 minutes apiece and didn't sniff anywhere near 12-team. Well, Serge Ibaka, yeah, you can't play Serge Ibaka against Joel Embiid. He had zero points in three minutes. Stinker from Pat Connaughton, who's been playing well, but he had two points in 18 there. And George Hill down to nine minutes. So a very interesting rotational change from Budenholzer. Portis, Hill, just really limiting those guys who'd been playing sizable roles. For the Sixers, Harden, good. Stepped it up. Very good. 32-5-9. Embiid struggled, but still ended with... I say struggled. He struggled early. Ended with 29-14-7. Bit of a hit from the line. And Toby Harris. Uh, he's not the broomstick anymore. The Thick Hogsman comes through. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. 22-11-6 with three threes. It's really good. Over the last two weeks, he's been better than Tyrese Maxey. So the, there were a lot of reactionary let's drop to, uh, Tobias Harris situations when that trade happened. Um, there was a lot of reactionary um, every fantasy analyst in the world is dumb and, and Tyrese Maxey is actually a legend and he's a, he's a great player. And I think Maxey is going to be a good player. But they're both sort of sitting as fringe guys at the moment and Harris sort of pushing. Now, Maxey will have better games than this, seven points on 27%. He did have six assists and they still both are 12-team league guys. But again, we just needed to... Just settle down on some of the stuff that happens. Thibault, 21 minutes. I don't know what to make of this bike. Two steals and a block's great. But he just offers nothing. Like nothing. In any other category. And the minutes remain low. Niang. George Niang, one of the best three-point streamers out there. When you talk about doing nothing else, that's him. But nine points with three threes. This is why when I always talk about it, Watch where you value in three-pointers. Because you can pluck them from anywhere. There's so many guys off the waiver wire that go, hey, he can hit three threes. We'll talk about it later, but Davis Bertans came in and knocked in four. Can't find that in other categories. It's very easy to find those threes. And uh, unbelievable. I can't believe I've waited this long, but the Philadelphia 76ers did think something I didn't think was humanly possible. They did not play DeAndre Jordan. Now, they went to another veteran who's way past it in Paul Millsap, but they finally realized, took a few weeks, yeah, DeAndre Jordan's not shit. Like, we can't. We can't play him. It's impossible. They went with Millsap. Now, you have other options there. Paul Reed and Charles Bassey, who are significantly better than both of those players. Millsap and Jordan have had great careers. They're just not there anymore. But Doc said, oh, in, uh, he must have learned it from Danny Ainge. Oh, we almost did it. We almost played Paul Reed. We almost did it. Oh, yeah, we're going to do it. We were going to do it. But at the end, I just played Paul Millsap instead. Doc, just play him. Don't come out and tell me you almost did it. You know who had the opportunity to do it? You. Let's see if Reed or Bassey gets this opportunity because they're better than Millsap and Jordan. And Doc hates young players for whatever reason. Just absolutely despises them. Guys, Bilpa is the best tasted, tasted? Best tasting protein bar ever. You've had protein bars before. I might as well eat this Bucks hat that I've got right here in my hand. Nom nom. That's going to have more taste than a regular protein bar. Probably less protein though. But a Bilt Bar covers everything. It's got the high protein, 17 grams of protein. It's got the low calories, bang, check. And it tastes bloody great. It just tastes like a candy bar. So replace your snacks with Bilt Bar. Replace your protein bars with Bilt Bar. Kill two, two birds with one stone. In fact, you're going to be so strong from bulking up with this protein, you're not even going to need a stone to kill two birds, I don't 
justify killing birds. But anyway, that's a phrase and I went with it and I probably shouldn't have. Doesn't matter. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 and get yourself boxes of Built Bar. Built Bar is built different. I'd like to thank Built Bar for being a sponsor of this show and uh, apologize for any uh, any misrepresentations I've made of their product over the time frames. Let's go. Next one. <laughs> I don't know. I've lost my mind. Uh, it's been a long season and I am wearing out. Lakers, Mavericks. What a shock that the Lakers got killed again. 128-110. Dallas wins it. The Lakers started a lineup of Russell Westbrook, Malik Monk, Austin Reeves, Stan Johnson, and Dwight Howard. And there are legitimate reasons for this. Every time I say legitimate reasons, it makes me think of that Black Eyed Peas song. I'm not going to sing it. Um, bullshit. <laughs> I've lost my mind. But this is... We talked about this at the start of the year. I talk about when I do mock auction drafts in fantasy and why I hate the stars and scrub method. And you go, oh yeah, of course the Lakers are going to struggle. They've got no Anthony Davis and LeBron James. That's the problem with assembling a roster like this. It's also the, the problem with assembling a stars and scrubs type roster in, a, in an auction format. One or two of those guys that go down, you're done. You're rooted. You can't recover from it. And we're seeing that now. Davis has missed so much time. LeBron's missed a lot of time. And they're just finished. They just can't do anything because they built their team and they would have hoped that Westbrook would be good, but they can't. you can't do anything with it. Westbrook was all right here. 25, 8, and 6, good percentages. He's been much better of late. But you can't do it on his own, apparently. Malik Monk, also good. 28 points, 32 minutes, 6 triples, steal a block. And Malik Monk, was he is actually fed all the way up with this team. And he said something in the post-game press conference. He said yeah, that was something along the lines of, they said, you know, what's, what's going on? What's wrong with this team? He said, how can we get any rhythm when everything changes every game? And the bloke's got a point. Yes, injuries happen. But the lineups change not only every game. Sorry, kids. They change every fucking half. They started Trevor Ariza in the second half. Like Malik Monk's been in and out of this lineup for I don't know how long. Why? Just start him. There's no continuity. There's no rhythm in anything they do. And I know they don't have great options. But there are, there are bad options and there are not so bad options. And there is no rhythm at all. The front office, yeah, shit job. Vogel, eh, also a shit job. Anyway, they're going to they're have this same lineup going next game on Thursday. So Malik Monk's a good streamer. 35 minutes for Stan Johnson, 16-5 and 3 at triple one. Look, he might have to get these minutes again. You would have looked at maybe Wenyan Gabriel who had foul trouble, but or not foul trouble, or hurt his ankle and didn't return. Sorry, I was looking at the wrong column with the fouls. I don't know if he's going to play on Thursday. They started Dwight Howard without Davis, without LeBron. Howard, remember, had played like 30 minutes the last two games. Played five minutes, never returned. Why? Next game they play the Jazz, he probably plays 30 minutes in that one. Might become a streamer again. There's no consistency at all. We got 13 minutes from Kent Bazemore. What? We've got 22 Trevor Ariza minutes. Actually, 23. We had 17 Avery Bradley minutes. It's just... In, uh, why are we playing Taylor Horton Tucker 17? Why is Carmelo Anthony, with all of his warts, playing only 15 minutes when you need some scoring out there? You know, I wouldn't take the risk on Horton Tucker or Augustin or Ariza or Anthony or Bazemore or Reeves or Bradley. Maybe you could stream Dwight. Maybe you stream Stan Johnson. Definitely look at Monk, but literally anything can happen with this rotation it is so wildly all over the place. 
Um, let's get to Dallas in a sec. Um, just, yeah, I, I don't know. This Lakers, it's just, it's annoying me the way that they um, have built this and everything. And the fact that I have to keep talking about it as well. I just want them out of this playoff discussion. I want them out of the plane so I don't have to worry about LeBron and Anthony Davis and this team just becomes a shit show more than it is already. For the Mavericks, Doncic only played 30 minutes, but 34, 12, and 12. He was excellent. 68 fantasy points. While Reggie Bullock, the ups and downs continue. 17 points, five threes, and two steals, and great shooting. He's a good points and three streamer. We know this, but he can also shit the bet a lot. Bertans played 15 minutes. He had 14 points with four threes. That's 14 minutes in the last two games. He's probably not going to be this successful, but at least in deeper leagues, he's a name to think about. While it's last two from Dinwiddie, eh, a bit rough. 13, 3, and 6, struggled from the line. Still hold him, but I don't like where this is trending. While Brunson had 12, 5, and 3, and Powell 12, and 8. Good enough numbers to maintain some 12-team value. Stinker from Finney Smith. He's outside the top 195 over the last two weeks. I don't know why it is since say he's 196, but he is. 8, 1, and 0. He had a steal on the block, but numbers are way down. If it doesn't make sense for your schedule, if he's sitting on the bench on Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, piss him off. You don't need to hold him. He's not that good. Um, Joshy Green, 12 points with two threes. I don't know why I felt the need to mention Josh Green, but I did. Let's go to the next one. It is the Detroit Pistons and the Brooklyn Nets. The Pistons are playing friskily. They were pretty good in this one. They had a lead for a long period of the time. Um, 130-123 Brooklyn wins. Cunningham barely played in the second quarter. He uh, suffered a fall, hurt his ass. Ended up with 34-1-6 with five threes in 32 minutes. Where he goes next year, look, he's the 52nd ranked player this year in fantasy with all of the struggles, with all of the bust number one draft pick talk. Worst number one draft pick since Anthony Bennett, someone said. With all that talk, which was garbage at the time, he's 52nd. There's no way he is getting out of the third round. No chance. Maybe Killian Hayes goes in the third round. That's sarcasm. But actually, maybe he's good. I don't, I don't think he is, but maybe he is. But what I will say is the things that I saw from Hayes pre-draft, where I was high on him, we're seeing it. 13, 4, and 3, 4 steals and a block. 111th over the last two weeks. Add him. Add him. Also, Isaiah Stewart. Oh, the flaming glass. About time you uh, fucking arrived. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. Yeah, he was a guy that I was looking at. Hey, got to take him in the 70s. The, the centers are drying up. And then he just shit the bed completely. And now, now we're seeing it. We're also seeing Dwayne Casey play him instead of 24 minutes, 30 minutes. 15-11, he's hitting threes. He hit two of them here. He had two blocks. I still don't think he's a very good long-term starting center. He's probably a backup to me long-term in his career. But these are the numbers that I hope to see from him inside the top 100 over the last two weeks. The depressed penis, 15, 4, and 4 with three threes, shot poorly. Haven't really seen him ramp stuff up without Grant in this little period. He's still been solid enough. While Bagley got into some foul trouble, he played only 24 minutes and he had 11 and 5. I would hold on to him, but we know the limitations of his category league game. It's points and boards and that's really it. Points leagues, yeah, sure. I still think you roster him in all formats. While Olenek, only 17 minutes. Again, he's not going to be the guy who starts playing 27 because um, because Grant is out. He had a weird eight assists. Don't buy into it. Don't bother about adding him. While Corey Joseph had five and five in his 19 minutes. 
Shout out to Braxton Key, who's a player for the Pistons, who played 24 minutes. For the um, Nets, Kevin Durant, 39 minutes, 41, 11, and 5, a steal, three blocks, and four triples. It's a huge line, but the fact that he had to play for 39 minutes against the Pistons is telling. That was shithouse early on. Drummond, minutes are up for him, 14 and 13 for the big avocado, and he hit all four of his free throws. Some good numbers coming here. And Nick Claxton retained the backup job over LaMarcus Aldridge. That's two, two DMP CDs in a row. Now, I don't trust Steve Nash for a single second with the rotations. He will change shit wildly. But at the moment, Claxton's got a little bit of stream value. 11 and 4 for him in 18. Paddy Mills' downslide continues. Ranked outside the top 200 for the season now. Three points in 17 minutes, while Curry had 11, 3, and 4. And Kyrie, 24, 1, and 4 with 4 threes. Another poor shooting night for Kyrie, though. Um, interestingly, the Shark only played 23 minutes. Bruce Brown, shout out Revenge Games. Baby shark, I thought he played well. 15, 2, and 4, 80% shooting, three threes. But the low minutes is frustrating. He didn't have foul trouble. Um, but Nash does this. We've got 27 Goran Dragic minutes as well, 9, 6, and 3. He's just a stream option. He's not a must roster, but they've got a great schedule. Remember, two more quality games. This was a quality game today. You might be able to use him. Don't drop Bruce Brown because of the low minutes. Again, the schedule favors him and the production. We're still pretty bloody good in this one. And now we go to the last game. And I would say it was a staggering collapse by the Jazz. But we've seen it a lot of times before. Absolutely stinking. They were like 30 points up in the third quarter. I think it was maybe 25. And they ended up losing by nine. One twenty. Well, one was it not by nine? Yeah, no, uh, sorry, but not by nine. By six. One twenty-one, one fifteen. Just unbelievable to see the Clippers come back in that fashion. Mitchell, I don't think his ankle was 100% right. He still scored 33. He had six assists. I'm not sure. He just didn't seem quite there with it, which is a worry. Like, is there going to be any time off? Can this afford team afford to have him take time off? I don't know if they can. They've had some real struggles. So Mitchell with that 33. Um, Wancho, 28 minutes, 13 and 6 with three threes. That's good. Don't rush to grab him, though. Boyan Bogdanovich will obviously take his minutes and his value. And Boyan, and uh, Wancho's not this good most games. Conley had 19, 2 and 3, and Gobert returned. Just destroyed your free throws. One of six. 9 and 16, two steals, three blocks. So helped in other areas, of course. And then Royce O'Neal. Uh, the Basmati man's struggling. He's not doing anything. If you... Look, the schedule's good for Utah, but... What's he giving you? Five, two, and three? Like, that's shithouse. Clarkson also stunk from the field and the line. 40% shooting and four of eight from the line kills you. He still had 17, two, and five, and the five assists are a nice surprise. A surprise, to be sure, but a welcome one. We also had Greggy Munro playing. In 10 minutes, four points, back up with Whiteside out. He's not very good anymore. For the Clippers, it was unbelievable. Paul George was back. I don't think there's any minutes restriction really that's going to last beyond today. I think he plays the back-to-back. 31 minutes, 34, 2, and 6, 4 steals, a block, 6 triples. A bit rough from the line, 73%, but 50% from the field overall. Just an astonishing comeback performance. And how about my boy, Isaiah Hartenstein? For, what, the fifth game in a row? More minutes than if it's Zubats? 14, 7, and 6, 71% shooting, 26 minutes. At this point, he's a top 50 player over the last two weeks. I don't see how you can leave him on the waiver wire. It's impossible, actually. Canard played 35. He had 17 with four threes and two steals. I wouldn't get 
massively excited about that, but it's one to watch. Well, Reggie Jackson played 37, so much for his restriction. 21-3 and 5. I'll tell you who lost a lot, though, Covington. Just 21 minutes, 8 points, 2 triples. I would hold for at least one more game to see how George impacts him. Um, but I wouldn't do the same thing with Terrence Mann, who had eight points in 23 minutes, and Paul George's return hurt him and the Farmers Union Amir Coffey. Get that garbage out of here! They, they both are drops. Oh, yeah, Marcus Morris is shithouse. Three, four, and one in 27 minutes on 17%. Get that garbage out of here! I don't think there's really any need to be holding on to Marcus Morris in most 12-team or most standard fantasy leagues. Let's look at the lines of the night. The monstrous does go to Kevin Durant. The waiver wire is Killian Hayes. The young gun is Cade Cunningham. And the dart of the night is Tyrese Maxey. Your top 10 players in category leagues. Number one is Durant, followed by Giannis, Luca, Paul George, James Harden, Malik Monk, Cade Cunningham, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, and DeMar DeRozan. The top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues. Killian Hayes, he looks like a 12-teamer. Stan Johnson, 12-team stream maybe for Thursday. Reggie Bullock, yeah, 12-teamer. Wancho, probably not. Bertans, probably not. Hachimura, maybe, but probably not. Alinek, no. Batum, no. Gay, no. Dragic, maybe for assists. And your top 10 players in, a, uh, in points leagues, Giannis, Durant, Doncic, Embiid, George, Toby Harris, Harden, DeRozan, Middleton, and Cade Cunningham. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.